welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to the show today, Bob. We have a great show today, and I so love doing these shows with you because of the people who are on. And today we have Marcos on, Marcos Perez, who I introduced you to not too long ago in Orlando. Do you remember meeting him? I do. It was fun at lunch. They even bought lunch. That's how I remember. Cresno bought us lunch, which was very nice because we're talking about publishing with them and the future potentially. So Marcos is a 20 year plus publishing veteran and he's been in charge as the vice president of Charisma House, the book publishing house of Charisma Media. And they've had over 12 New York Times bestselling books. They've had, they've literally sold tens of millions of books and they've, he's just been so busy in his world and they're having to recreate a lot. Like I've been on the inside a little bit of a conversations of Charisma because the magazine world has changed. People don't get magazines the same way. The book publishing world is changing. I mean, people still get books, but it's different. And their Charisma news source, there's apps now, there's all these things. So so he's actually had some real downloads from God as far as how they need to reform and change in the company. So I'm excited to talk to him today. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Totally. So I thought about before that, before he comes on, you know, I've watched you, Bob, uh, now for the last couple of years and how you've been in a season of pivoting and changing and adapting. And it's your business is steady as she goes and it's even increasing and doing great. But there's a lot that's happening for you where God's giving you some new assignments and different things. I know for me, I've completely pivoted and changed from my yeah. itinerant ministry, where it's just kind of like more about publishing books and itinerant ministry and inspiring churches to doing mostly media, which has been a real huge change. And then some business investing behind the scenes. And also some entertainment production, which has been so fun. So I wanted to talk to you about like, I think the more mature people get and the more successful they get, we think it's going to be like steady as she goes coasted out. But I think like the promised land is actually more full of work that takes more kind of divine intelligence and wisdom and leaning on God. And I know for our sake, I've seen that for both of us. Yeah, it's funny, the older, the older I get, the more I recognize how much I don't know and how much I have to be willing to pivot and willing to listen. And we've just gone through a year, almost a year now of COVID where everything changed. Yeah. And where, for example, in my business, I thought everybody had to be at the office at five in the morning and work till 2 p.m. Totally. And and what ended up happening is nobody came to the office anymore, but they were just as productive, which really shocked me. And I think this, this notion of, of pivoting, of being willing to adapt, which we were forced to do. And I know for you, you were on the, on the road and you had 30 stops at, you know, in like a three month period that you were going through. And it was just the road, the road, the road traveling. And then all of a sudden traveling is off the table, but God had downloaded to you, you know, last year in 2019 about moving into a different sphere, which COVID allowed you to do <laughs> was a catalyst for <laughs> yes COVID did have some blessings even though it's an awful awful thing right. yeah it's interesting because I, I do think that when someone's starting out at 25 35 even sometimes in the young 40s I feel like there's this thing where you feel like you're going to arrive somewhere yeah. and then when you arrive somewhere it's all beauty and butterflies you know it's like it's just it's and I think of the children of Israel they literally get in the land and God's like see those cities that are fully developed 
you're going to go war and take over those places. Like there was more work to do once they got in than when they were, you know, when they were on the outside of it. And I, I, I think there's this unrealistic expectation that on this side of eternity, there's some sort of garden experience where we just, it's tra la la, you know, all the time. And at the same time, there's a, there is a rhythm of rest, the more successful you get that you can move into if you choose it. That's beautiful. But I do think that that's something that's a tension of young people who see older people that it's easier. And there's a tension of older people who don't always share their experience with younger people because it takes a lot of vulnerability. It's a lot of battles, a lot of scars. It's it's amazing. Like the trajectory of my business career, let's say it went like that. And everybody looks at me and says, Oh, this is amazing. What they don't see is the the ups and downs uh, that, that have happened. And uh, the near bankruptcy and all the problems that happen in the way. But when you're trusting in God, when you're not leaning into your own understanding and letting him direct your paths, um, it makes it easier, but it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And I think that's one thing that listeners can take courage in is that the things that God's asking them to do or that they, they're thinking about doing or they're doing is you know, they're going to partner with God. It's still going to have its challenges. And we've both yeah. seen that in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to talk to Marcos, who's one of the most successful Christian publishers, you know, out there. And just to hear his journey in that. And I know just personally, I love his journey so much because it is one of those journeys where he didn't feel always qualified for it. And yet it still continues to happen. So stay tuned for Marcos Press. Hi, this is Shannon from the Bowls team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through BowlesMinistries.com. You'll receive a signed copy a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. Welcome back to Exploring the Marketplace. We're with Marcos Perez, who's the Executive Vice President of Charisma House, who actually put on these podcasts for us, don't they? That's right. We're part of Charisma Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are things in uh, sunny Florida? Well, you know, we, we're trying not to brag about the weather here because uh, most of the rest of the country has been suffering through some horrific winter. And uh, meanwhile, we've had 70 degree skies here and beautiful sunshine. Uh, so things are pretty good. I know we're, we're bookending America right now and we're, it's beautiful here too, <laughs> where Bob and I are. So it's, it's just so funny. But I keep trying to get your team the day off whenever I call a charisma person. I'm like, you should take the day off. Steven String is going to call me. And punish me soon because I keep saying you should just take it off. I'm yeah. sure Steve wouldn't mind. I'm sure Dr. Green wouldn't mind. Marcos wouldn't mind. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm excited to get into your story because you um, went from basically you've been saved your whole life pretty much like I have. I mean, like I grew up in the church and um, you can't remember time without God. But in that there's a real formation for spiritual purpose and destiny. And I was just kind of reading through some of the things you sent us. And I didn't know when you were in college that you actually wanted to be a musician. And yeah. that was like a huge thrust for you. And you went from, instead of being a musician, you became a book publisher. And that's like, talk about left turns. That's a big one. But talk about that story and what God was doing in it and how he led you into being a publisher. Because publishing, especially now, I love how you're recreating it. It's 
it's a it's an assignment from God to be that you're not in this if you're not with God because you won't last. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you look at the story of David in the Bible and you see how he was just being obedient in the field and he was a shepherd and he was just playing his harp and he was just worshiping before the Lord and he didn't design the rest of his life. You know, he he was just being obedient. He was just worshiping. And so I, I'm really thankful for my formative years in worship and in ministry. My dad was a pastor. He was, on, he was in the army, but he was a pastor, you know, all of my life. He still is a pastor here in Orlando. Um, but I grew up around, um, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit and just faith and, and ministry. And uh, I lived in Panama for six years. I lived in South Korea before I was, you know, uh, 15. Wow. And uh, when my dad retired here in Orlando, I got into modern worship. It was during the delirious, you know, uh, Matt Redman, you know, uh, it's when it's like when the church went from Maranatha to Hillsong. Um, <laughs> and so right in that era, you know, I, I, I was, uh, I wanted to be like a Christian John Mayer. I was just like, you know, <laughs> writing songs, singing. I was recording at Full Sail University over here in Orlando. Um, <clears throat> and that was my dream. I just wanted to, it was kind of shallow, but I knew the Lord, had purposes for me. And I just thought those purposes were on a big stage with lights and and, and music. And I, I ended up getting a four-year scholarship to UCF uh, for voice performance. Wow. Um, and so I was kind of on this path, you know, and, um, but I was, lo- I loved, I loved the, those formative years that really shaped my heart and shaped my posture towards, uh, towards God, towards the things of the spirit. And so that's why I sort of liken that to that story of David, because it's like in these formative years, he's out there worshiping, you know, and, uh, and God's really just, preparing him and forming him for something greater and for something that's unexpected. And that's, that's essentially my story as well. What a great perspective. Marcos, um, I was reading in your show, show notes and you, you talk about sometimes feeling inadequate and I come from, from a place where, you know, I got healed and delivered of, uh, you know, deep shame feelings, but mm-hmm. I, there's this study that I like to quote a lot that in 2015 in the Harvard Business Review, all these executives were asked, you know, what are they, what are they most afraid of? And it was that they'd be found out that they were an imposter, that people didn't know what they were uh-huh. doing. Which I, these are Fortune 500 companies. These are major companies. Wow. Yeah, these are, yes. And, and so I, I just thought it's amazing, you know, what you would think would be the best businessmen and women in the world are having these kind of fears of inadequacy and you know i've i've gone through it over and over and over again and could you talk to our listeners a little bit i mean you've reached the pinnacle of publishing right christian publishing right now could you talk a little bit about that you know it's um it's humbling to to kind of go through this journey and look backwards and see the faithfulness of god in in my life um and yet even as i see the evidence of the holy spirit's work in my life and god's faithfulness over me and God's favor over my life and all these things that, you know, certainly haven't been without their struggles. But but I see what the Lord's done and I see what I've been able to accomplish that most MBAs, you know, hope right. to accomplish. Yeah. And I don't have a college degree. <laughs> right. so awesome. You know, and so that's where a lot of my, frankly, I'm just being transparent. That's where my uh, some of my inadequacies come, inadequacy has come from. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm doing a job where educated people sit and I'm not, except for my experience, and I mean, listen, I've been to college like six times because all throughout my adulthood, <laughs> like, that that inadequacy has been shaken at me. And it's like, you're not fit for this. You're not qualified for this. You better go study. And so here I am trying to raise a family and trying to complete my degree, this and that. Um, but it's like, 
you know, and so, and so it just sort of comes natural when, when you don't, when you don't follow the normal path of society, right. To you get your degree then you go get your job, your internship, then you go, you know, kind of grow up in this. Well, those kind of people probably deal with inadequacy different ways, but I deal with it from a way that it's just my whole life has been unplanned. You know what I mean? And so because it's been unplanned, I'm, I'm constantly facing these new battles, these new struggles. And, uh, but what it's done though, it's, it's, um, it's sort of like a David and Goliath story where it's kind of thrust me into just leaning on the Holy spirit and on his, you know, faithfulness over me, his favor over me, my natural skill set, my natural gifting, uh, reading a lot of Seth Godin, um, and, you know, you know, and just other things like that, where I could just, you know, uh, stay empowered by the Holy spirit and realize where my source lies. But, you know, but try to pick up as much wisdom from those around me and from great thought leaders and uh, uh, and just stay humble. What's interesting is I published my books twice through other publishers. Um, and I love the relationships with the people. The publishing wasn't as helpful, um, you know, in the past. And it was very people who were gifted. Like one of the ladies, she was named Carolyn Blake. She's passed away now. And she was, you know, worked at New York Times bestseller Um company like that's what she she was one of the ones who picked that got radically saved and started working with the late great john paul jackson and so she was mentoring me in a lot of ways but man she was just applying all the business strategies she knew and her 30 years of experience and it wasn't working like it was it wasn't working for his whole company and it was it's so but she wasn't like listening in so to speak to the holy spirit as much and it's really interesting just walking out my relationship with you and other people in charisma but you specifically marcos because like you're really sensitive to say I want to do what God's doing. And I, you know, yeah. with, you know, like I said, two other publishers besides the kind of the, the co-published, self-published type of stuff we do. And neither of them had that necessarily mm-hmm. as a central kind of, they, they love the charismatic. They love hearing God. They love that kind of stuff, but it wasn't central to how they did their business in an obvious way. But we've had some moments where it's like, you're like, we were just challenged on the, the book that I'm publishing with you guys right now. It was a big challenge, but it was because you guys felt something in the spirit which pushed yeah. me and I actually had to go a different direction because of what I felt yeah. with you. Yeah. It, like, it came into agreement. That's so unique to me. You guys have, you know, a dozen or more New York Times bestseller books. It's yeah. so unique that you're not trying to operate out of a system or a model. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen that yet with you guys. There hasn't been a model in our times of, you know, Chris, in a, in, a, in a good way, not a bad way. In our times of launching the podcast together. And I was one of the first podcasts. Your team was just like, we don't know what we're doing. We just know that we're supposed to do this and take online space and create conversations and not just do church sermons online. Do you want to be yeah. a part of this? And we're like, yes, we want to be a part of this. I love, that. So I love your heart. I love, um, I love that desire because I think it makes you uniquely qualified versus the Carolyn Blunt, who was amazing. I love her when I'm, I don't want to put her in a bad light at all, but her, she never got into her groove before mm-hmm. she passed away of what it's like to walk out a spiritual journey in publishing. And mm-hmm. I love watching you walk out the spiritual groove. It's yeah, so I'll cool. You, I'll tell you what, we, uh, I don't know if I told you the story when we were talking about your book in our last meeting, you know, a few days ago, whenever that was, but, um, but there was a, there was a time and I don't want to say too much about it. Cause I think I want to honor the, 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 you know, sort of the intimate, um, confidential nature of what took place here in my office, but the man, the Holy spirit invaded our office, my office, uh, probably about uh, a month and a half ago. And it was through a series of things, but um, but there was just this moment, this pivotal moment with one of our leaders when we were about to transition her into a promotion. And and she looks at 
this these line of questions that I was asking her and she felt just a resistance in the spirit where she's like, I can't answer this. And it was just a weird dynamic because it's not the kind of stuff that normally happens in business. But yeah. um, but, uh, you know, what our conclusion was after we talked was what I'm hearing you say is that what's born of the flesh is of the flesh. What's born of the spirit is of the spirit. And we're operating in the flesh right now. We need to be operating in the spirit. Um, and that and that and that our strategy is actually not in the flesh. So here we're trying to figure out what our business strategy is for these number of things we're dealing with, but that the answer is actually in the spirit. And so then I started reading up, you know, Paul talking about if we're going to live, you know, what, if, you know, if we're um, where he talks about being in step with the spirit. And so that lined up with a prophetic word that I'd received the week prior from a friend of mine at lunch and uh, just talking about the need for me to come back back to a place of wonder, you know, the need for me to remain um, just really in a, in a place where um, in order to avoid disruption that I've got to remain submitted to the, to the presence and the power of the Holy spirit and what I'm doing. Um, And it was such, it was such a deep revelation for me of, you know, I think in the last 12 months I've learned that my whole life in worship in my life and what I'm doing now in business, I've always seen it as two silos. I've always had this tension of there's the spirit man over here that loves worship. And there's the, you know, flesh man over here, or the, or the, there's a priest over here and there's the King over here that loves the business side. And man, if there's one thing I've learned in the last six to 12 months is that those things for me, for me and for my life, they are one in the same. And and the spirit, the, the, the King and the priest can, you know, in my life anyway, and I think this is true for most of us uh, who are believers that are also in business, the, the priest has to be strong in order for the king to be stronger in us. Yes. And so and so um, so for me, it's like I've got to remain submitted to the work and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And my heart has to my posture towards him has to remain strong in worship so that I can succeed in business, you know, so that I can succeed in what I'm doing and, in, 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 you know, everything we're doing here. And that has completely, I mean, that moment is actually what led us even to approach you about changing the concept of your book, because it was, it's again, it's the, it's, uh, it wasn't our intellect. It wasn't our strategic insight that said, let's go this route. It was literally our, our submission to the Holy Spirit that's leading us in these, in these various points and and directions. Well, I love, I love what you're talking about. One of the things one of the things that I believe is like we're walking in this intersection between the kingdom of heaven and strategy. And like you were just saying, so so many of us get uh, focused on our strategy, on our metrics, on where we're going that we forget God. Yeah. And I've seen people the other way just, hey, we're going to change the world for Jesus, but they forget about the metrics. And so there's yeah. this beautiful intersection the kingdom of heaven and practical strategy that you're talking about right now that is such a revelation and so beautiful to hear. Well, I think and, a lot of executive level people too, who are decision makers, there's a thing where you you have gotten so far and you can coast. You really can just like right. you can coast and just do the same things. Right. I've and I feel like God is challenging people in every industry right now in who, who are walking with them to say, don't get stuck in the coast. Don't get stuck in just the right. normal because we want to see Jesus have supernatural fruit right now. And it's not the same fruit we already had. 
And so I love hearing that from you because I know for Charisma right now, you guys are reforming everything. You were at the cutting edge of, you know, publishing magazines, publishing books, and things have changed in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. So you either kind of fade away or you recreate yourself. But what I love about that is that when I've had conversations with different ones on your team and you, it's not like this desperation, like, oh, we got to change or we're going to lose our business. It's like, a, ooh, there's an opportunity to be a voice. We're seeing this technology. We're seeing what God's doing here. We're, we're feeling invited into here. And I think that's really strategic for people to hear that we have to change and we have to adapt and pivot yeah. or we do fade away, but it's an invitation. It's not like a reactionary thing of like, we're going to die if we don't. It's an yeah. invitation of like, we get to, not we have yeah. to. That's right. From you guys. That's right. And, you know, for us, it's like, there, there's so much of my past that, as I was just talking about my story a little bit, there's so much of my past that's been unplanned. Yeah. Uh, there's so much of what I'm living in that's been unplanned. And yet I'm so uncomfortable with, 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 with the unknown and with what's not planned in the future, as if somehow I haven't lived through that for most of my life. And so it's like, I'm, I'm just coming back and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, you know, I've been, I've been with the company here for 20 years. I, I've pretty much grown up here, but, um, but it's almost like I'm getting comfortable with just walking in step with the spirit and just walking in faith and just knowing that his faithfulness is going to continue to shine. His favor is going to continue to shine, not because I've got something in me that's going to produce something, but because I've seen the fruit of what my submission to him is yielding, you know, and so good. And there's like, there's so much faith that's building in me in that. Yeah. So I, 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 my prayer is just that that becomes manifest in our strategies, in our meetings, in my engagement with other, you know, team members and, you know, employees and, and, and authors and, you know, everything. Cause that's, that's just my heartbeat right now. I love that so much. And as someone who's walking out of faith-based company, cause I mean, you guys are serving a faith-based market. So the majority of people that you would try and hire would be people who, want to serve that market with you from a faith-based standpoint. What What is one of the main challenges of doing predominantly Christian work with Christian people? You know, I think, um, I think probably one of the biggest challenges is just that um, because of, because we're doing Christian work with Christian people, we, we are what we refer to as 100% business and 100% ministry <laughs> um, in the same way that, that that Christ is 100%, you know, God and 100% man. Um, and so I, I think one of the things that naturally takes place in that dynamic is um, there's a, there could be a spiritual complacency, you know, that ends up um, happening in our dynamic here. Um, and that you, that can yield to, or that can, that can yield, unfortunately, um, uh, mediocrity. It can yield, um, um, you know, just uh, wow. th things just become sort of stale, you know what I mean? And, and you start to take the work that we start to do uh, for granted. You start to take the life change that happens with the content that we're producing for granted. Um, and, and on the flip side, I think one of the struggles here too, is that we could, which is one of the things I was just talking about that we, that we were able to, to kind of come face to face with during this encounter here a few weeks ago, with the Holy spirit, but it's the fact that, uh, we are a business, you know? And so, um, trying to live in that, in that tension between priest and King and then living in that tension between, uh, the spirit and, and, and the practical, you know, um, is a real struggle when you're a for-profit media company. Yeah. You know? 
but you're also Christian and you're also surrounded by Christian, you're doing Christian work. And so that there's a, there's a real struggle there, but, um, but I'm just trying to, especially at this stage of my life, I'm really trying to just hold that with, uh, with a new reverence and, um, and really just trying to be as efficient and as effective as I can for the kingdom and for, uh, what our spiritual mandate is. So good. Well, Bob, we have another segment coming up, but Marcus, we want to honor you just for being on today. And thanks for taking the risk with us and doing the podcast with us and just for our relationship with everything else we're doing. So awesome. Thanks for being on today. Bob, what's coming up? Questions with Sean and Bob are next. Yeah. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back. This is Questions with Bob and Sean or Sean and Bob. Today we have a question for Peter. Hi, my name is Peter. I'm from Australia. Um, my question is, would it be wrong morally to profit um, prophetically from the stock market? Like if God was able to share with you um, information of which way the market was going to go and you use that to your own advantage. Um, obviously not for selfish gain, but just because I shared that with a non-Christian friend and they said that sounds like insider trading and sort of so it hit me a little bit in the conscience area of like, oh, was, well, is that wrong or not? Um, so I'm just curious of your guys' answer. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks. Peter, that's an awesome question. Um, and I think... If God's revealing information to you, whether it's about the investment market or a business plan or where to go into business, one of the things that we always want to do is lean on God, is trust God. And so uh, we, Sean and I both talk to people who are asking us, like, do you think this is God? Do you think God is calling us into um this place or this place or this place, whether it's business or family, uh, whether it's ministry. And most of the time we're saying, listen, you you need to learn to hear God. You need to be wired to hear. And, and so if God's speaking to you, uh, I think you should listen. Totally. I think of my friends uh, back in Kansas city, I won't say their names because I don't want people to pursue them, but the Lord spoke to the woman that she had to send in publishing clearinghouse sweepstakes that moment and pray over it. And she did. And they won the big one. Like it was one of the biggest ones in their history. And so, wow. you know, and it changed her life, but it changed our whole ministry. They were such generous donors to the church that I was involved with there in Kansas city. 
And I just think God wants to use everything around us. And if he speaks, it's different than divination. We're not trying to discern by spiritual power what the markets are so we can have the best advantage. We're trying to say, God, what's your heart? And use the markets to your advantage. If there's anything you have to say to me about these things, for the sake of your love increasing on the earth, I'm, I'm going to listen. And we, I, I know a dozen people who invest with insight from God. And mm-hmm. I, one of them, she's radical. And she'll like go in and she has these moments of anointing that hit her for trading. She's in the trading market. And she'll make, you know, $300,000 in two hours or an hour and a half just by she hears the Lord and he has her do it. And she's behind the scenes. She's invested into so many Christian movie projects and music projects, like worship projects. And I know why the Lord gave it to her because and does this with her because she will literally extravagantly push things forward that would have been such low level without her. And so God gives it to her. So I just think if God has a purpose on your life, that's huge to love people well, a genre of people, and you can see those people, why wouldn't he show you how to invest or show you what to do with your money or show you what to do with your business plan? That's exactly what Bob and I talk about all the time is God wants to give us strategy and wisdom and revelation. Yeah, I know, Sean, for both you and I, as we walk together, when we have a big decision to make, we're asking the Lord, you know, Lord, what do you have for us? You know, Sheree and you're asking the Lord, Lauren and I are asking the Lord, we're asking each other and we hear from the Lord and we do the best we can to follow him. So I think in this case, Peter, this is a great way to trust God and, and hear him. Love your question. Please ask more questions to Bob and I by going to bowlsministries.com. And all you got to do is click on ask Sean and Bob a question for exploring the marketplace and you'll audio record it so we can listen to your question and our viewers and our listeners can also listen to these with us. And what would you think was your best advice for his question? We'd love to hear that too. Send in an email to info@bullsministries.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.